Just a little bit, indeed. Just Speaking a little, of a little bit. bit, um, I was a little bit embarrassed, you guys. I had to dust off my shoulders a little bit and pick myself back up because Molly, she fucking put me on blast, and I didn't even know about this. So, real talk. Okay, we went and we saw it, Chapter Two. Oh man, I don't, I have so many weird like. I have so many weird mixed feelings about it, but the one thing that, like, I couldn't let go, aside from all the ridiculous, like, CG nonsense and the fact that, like, Bill Hader's back must have been fucking hurting from all that carrying he did, was, um, one of the big plot points in the It remake is Street Fighter, as in the original Street Fighter arcade. Yeah, yeah. But... The arcade that's prominently featured in both movies, meaning, and and bear in mind, like, I didn't even give the fucking first movie the time of day um, when it first came out, uh, which is abundantly apparent because um, when we went to go rewatch it, I, like, I had to be brought up, like, I, I brought up some old, opened up some old wounds with seeing the Justice League trailer and just shaking my head that we don't have, you know, Batfleck or... <laughs> Or the movie that we wanted, <laughs> which was just a good Justice League movie. I don't know. I still like it, but that's another topic. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, between that movie and then the more recent Chapter 2 that just came out, um, the fucking Street Fighter cabinet that's like prominently featured in like you know a, a, a plot point of sorts, it has a six-button layout. So I called horseshit out on that. I was just like, man, these fucking Hollywood schmucks, they can't, like, you're trying to, like, come at me and show me that there's some no what the fuck and like i thought everything was kosher because i'm like it looked like a legit cab it had a legit marquee legit sounds everything and they come at me with this six button like nonsense molly she fucking stomps down the proverbial twitter door she goes um actually fucking fake ass fake gamer there was a variant that did have the six buttons it wasn't just the trademark two that you keep peddling with your fucking casual ass. And I went, oh, Shane Bettenhausen sneaks <laughs> in with a like, doesn't even mm-hmm. add to the conversation, motherfucker. Just wanted, you, just, re- just wanted you to know. Just wanted to put that in there. Yeah. Just, just so you know. Yeah. To, actually. And I, I, um, actually, and I'm just like, I, I, I got, I was so fucking stupefied because then I went and looked it up. And like, unless you seek this fucking cabinet out. You'll never know. Yeah. You'll never know. And I'm just yep. like, even, I was even like, dude, this thing was just fucking featured in High Score Girl. And they're even talking about the big ass two buttons. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it just threw me off. And I'm just like, and apparently it was a later revised cab. After the initial success of Street Fighter 2. And, like, I just, I don't know. It throws, it, it just throws me off how many, like, different variants are fucking out there. Did you guys fucking know about that? No clue. Which doesn't no. make sense. Why would they re, like, have a revised version after the success of 2? Like, who's going to go back and say, you know what I want to play right now since Street Fighter 2 is so fucking Street good? Fighter Street Fighter 1. One. Like, no. Yeah. Who does that? No one does that. You have a lot to learn before you beat you, me. No, not... <laughs> Try again, <laughs> kid. Try again, kid, later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Um, It's weird, right? Yes. But, like... Very obscure. But, like, I, I don't... I don't know. I just... 
I've got to ask, has there been, like, some weird thing? Like, did, have you guys had, like, some fucking Mandela effect? Because it's fucking with me. It's been fucking with me all week. And then that. And then, like, just that, like, fucking bath bomb of nonsense that thrown at me. Like, that fucking... I, 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 I definitely don't think that she should be questioning your... Uh your credibility by it. I mean, I don't think that's something that anyone would really have any idea even exists unless, like you said, they specifically had that knowledge in hand already. Like, it doesn't make you less of a person in the know. I mean, no, but I didn't know. You know, speaking of the Mandela effect, no um, I could swear that Lou Bega was dead. I thought for <laughs> sure he died. <laughs> what? You know, the mom and number five guy. Sure, yeah. Yeah, like, I thought he died in 2000, like, for real. God help yeah. us, we ever have a corrections part of our show. And then, That'd like, be the yeah. end of it. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, new new release, Deruna's like, oh, check out the song. I'm like, hold up. Like this dude? <laughs> this dude is yeah. still among us? He's what? among the living? Like, this is straight up Mandela effect because, you know, well, the, the, the whole thing gets its name from people who believe that uh, Nelson Mandela died in prison. Well, okay, I mean, the obvious one being the Berenstain Bears. The one I don't Which fucking look. get, the one I don't get is how people think that um, uh, Kazam had Sinbad in it instead of fucking Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, but they call like, it how like, do you, like no, Shazam. No, but how do you mistake, like, like I, okay, I get casual racism and at its worst, which is terrible, but, like, how the fuck, like, how do you mistake a fucking a Big Mac of a fucking human being with a Junior Bacon cheeseburger like motherfucking Sinbad? Mm-hmm. Like what? And like, what other movies was Sinbad in at the time? Like in the nineties, how many movies was Sinbad? He's in that cop movie, right? He was in that one uh, first first kid or first something like that. That was a good oh ass my movie. Fucking go- yeah, that was. That was a All good right. movie, man. Well, well. <laughs> So, yeah, there's that one, but then, like, he's also in, like, what, Jingle All the Way? Yeah, he was in that one with Phil Hartman. That was really good. <laughs> hey, man, Phil Hartman's That's a dude, the man. Phil Hartman was the dude, man. R.I.P. Phil Hartman. That's my yeah. turbo man. You step away from my turbo man. That Phil Hartman. Well, yeah, Phil Hartman, was, but, like, I don't know. On, on the man's IMDb, I think the last thing he would want is fucking... That's fair. Jingle all the way. Yeah. To be. Featuring Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> guest guest star. Oh, <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I don't think I've ever had anything like that ever happen to me before in the scope of a of a video game. Like it it boggles the mind. <laughs> still it real really st- still reeling from it too. Yeah. Yeah, dude, cuz like All right, the one, the only other thing that comes fucking close, <clears throat> and it's fucked with me ever since I was a kid, was uh, Nickelodeon Arcade, as in Nick Arcade, Sonic the Hedgehog versus real life Sonic the Hedgehog. Because Nick Arcade, Sonic the Hedgehog, some exotic fucking bullshit that, like, you thought you played. Like, oh my god, I just killed a fucking a, a robot made of a lawnmower and a prey mantis. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. What what actually happened is Fulmore uh, walked you over. He told you the wizard's challenge, and then you fucked up something as easy 
as the capital of California. Dog, it's Sacramento. Like, what are you doing being on a game show? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I'd be terrible at Nick Arcade. Oh, dude. I, I, would, I would not win a pair of British Knights or BK Knights <laughs> or whatever they are. No, yeah, they're, they're British Knights. British Knights. Yeah. Um, it's like fucking... B- British Knights Knights, isn't it? No, it's... I, I, BK, BK Knights? I think it is some redundant shit like that, for real. It's like I'm Detective sure it Comics is. Comics? Yeah. Dude, I, I don't know. I, I always think about, like, there. I, I, if I only had the resources to kind of, like, just map out, like, the cheapness of Viacom's, like, fucking... Um, uh, the the prizes that they gave away in between like pre Mark Summers uh lawsuits and post Mark Summer lawsuits mm-hmm. because like dude it, so I'll never like this is a real life thing and I, you know it's funny as I told the story it's gonna be twice now in the month of September so um during the initial pilot run of Double Dare uh when they were just doing like just blind uh tapings of the show like they weren't being broadcast and they were just running the show in fucking Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had all of the audience members just come watch the show on fucking bleachers, right? Uh, apparently, in one particular instance, uh, there was a rather obese individual, a very obese man, who uh, who made the awful decision of, in that particular evening on a uh, children's TV broadcast of a game show to sit at the very top of metal bleachers sure. like the kind of metal bleachers that you would find in like some fucking uh like straight up john waters film um and in unfortunately the structural integrity was not meant to support a man of his size along with several other individuals and the result ended in a uh collapse of the bleachers mm-hmm. during mid-show in which there were several little injuries but uh, the most severe of which was his own, where uh, the metal bleacher tore open his scrotum. And that involved fucking Mark Summers and, and company to pay out of court uh, $50,000. And I'm thinking, like, how much is that in 2019 money? Cause I, and I bring that up too. Like what is, what is scrotum money in 2019 versus like fucking, uh, like what? 89. Yeah. 40 years ago. What do you think? What is the, what is the inflation there? 40 uh, years ago. Yeah. Hashtag I mean, scrotum money. Uh, yeah. It's three or 30 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's 30 years ago. Apologies. For one. <laughs> yeah, actually, the Sega Genesis just turned thirty this year. For I want to say that this... the, it's it's probably along the lines of like seventy five thousand dollars, seventy five, eighty thousand dollars. You really think it's only like twenty five more? Yeah, I I'd say in this day and age, he'd get a cool mill. Yeah, he'd get a cool mill. No, I think so. That... I think so. All I right. mean, today, and, and... yeah, the lawsuit would be worth that. Well, yeah, because yeah, because of yeah. But like that amount of money today would probably only be about eighty thousand dollars. I do feel like Mark Summers has a bad rap now because if I saw some dude's nutsack get ripped I apart, I saw what you did there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did I did I have an unintentional pun? I didn't even notice you it. Did. You oh did. wow! I'm about to listen to the playback. Mark Summers unwrapped dog. Yes. Yeah. That's a good show. <laughs> damn it! Damn it! Uh, I can't even take credit I mean, for it. I can't even take credit for it. Purpose. Yeah. It could be scroll to recall. I don't know. Ooh, oh, dude. that'd be a good show. I'd watch that. 
But no, That's I what this this topic should be called scrotal recall. Yeah, I love it. I would personally be like, I'd have issues with germs as well. Like I would have a phobia about germs if I saw that happen in front of me. Like I'm sure that's where like that was like the turning point for him. That's where like all of a sudden it got turned on. It's not like it's it's like not the only one either. He's had like other instances Multiples. where yeah, like there is another situation where the first season of What Would You Do, uh, like in the transition between the first season and the second season because they kept spending fucking like I don't know how much money on actual like mom and pop fucking lemon meringue pies as opposed mm-hmm. to like just a straight up like whip in a can nonsense in a tin apparently some blind hand from the wall like broke a woman's nose when she went up to it and she demanded and and mark summers called her a gold digger so he had to also fucking pay out too after, yep damn pay. but no i double jeopardy home, oh yeah anybody at home right now listening and kind of just if you if you're not done wincing, i can't believe this is the fucking intro are we actually recording this god i need i need <laughs> just before we start the show I need you guys to really like. I want to price is right this because without at the at the end of the show, I'm gonna look at the inflation, and I want you guys to answer in two parts. One, what do you think the inflation is of like uh, scrotum damages between '89 and uh, in, in 2019? Well, let's uh, be honest. Uh, scro- scrotal damage is a deflation, if nothing else. But. Uh... That's that's a good point because I have two kids and I don't necessarily want a third. I'd pay someone to wreck my sack. <laughs> like I would, I would pay you to destroy it for me. Oh Jesus, we're getting a little too dark here. Yeah. Um. But no. Um. The like, I mean, missed opportunity. They should have called the show Game Sack. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. fucking man. I mean, shout outs to Joe. Um. But. Uh, genital mutilation of any kind, whether you're male or female, um, what would it be worth to you if you were uh, unfortunately attacked in some sort of uh, TV broadcast mishap, maybe Cash Cab or fucking like Deal or No Deal? <laughs> and, and, like, what, uh, <laughs> what, what, what's the Ellen show? Which one's the Ellen show? So I think that would happen. That would definitely happen in that one. <laughs> yeah, but like. What what is what is your junk worth to you? How much would you be satisfied with if you could just if you can walk away knowing that there's at most emotional trauma and physical trauma, but like everything's for the most part fine. Like the miracle of medical science puts you like you've got some like Andy and Annie patchwork done down there, but mm-hmm. like for the most part, like you're good. Like you're, I mean, for better or for worse, like you just might have a phobia of live television <clears throat> audiences from there on out. Back in the uh, saddle, so to speak. Jesus yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I would, I would love to know because, like, we haven't done a select feedback in a long time, and I would love. I would. This love is not how we started time. again, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the topic so, that we start with again. <laughs> yeah. So <sighs> just, just please, by all means, um, throw that at us. In the meantime, for uh, Press Pause Radio episode one hundred twenty, um, on a on a more somber note yeah that um, doesn't match the tone that we started with unfortunately no 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 <laughs> yeah doesn't. this is probably gonna suck we're just we're trying <laughs> yeah. to keep things light if we can i mean as light as you can with a, like a tear open like that um mm-hmm. uh I, I still can't believe you fucking said he's got a bad rap like he did that with such a straight face i didn't even know i was doing it <laughs> that's what fucked me up the most okay uh so <laughs> 
God, man. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so yes. Uh, so for Press Pods Radio episode 120, we uh, we decided that we're gonna do a feature topic this time around. We are going to uh, just sort of sit down and uh, just do a, not necessarily a post mortem because to say that would be a little too cynical, but more or less just kind of observe ourselves in 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 the retrospect of like gaming enthusiast media journalism development publicate like everything involved within the industry but the culture that surrounds that and then just uh, the outer layers that like reverberate because there has been it's been a lot of shittiness and i just kind of feel like we need to like start asking ourselves the core of the topic of course will be definitely be industry culture but i feel as though and it's kind of just stagnated into things that go beyond the um, the almighty dollar, and I I don't know I don't I we've done similar discussions in terms of what a gaming identity is supposed to be, and I I'm ashamed to say that I think we've contributed to the wrong side of that, <laughs> and I'm always quick to call myself out on that, but I think it's time we kind of like just look at it and just. Talk about like what we can do to make video games better industry first and maybe kind of talk about how that's affected some of the other cultures on, on the outset of that. So, I mean, I'm just kind of done talking about, like, hypothetical uh, lawsuit scenarios involving genital mutilation um, and and the famous uh, Hollywood stories that surround them, apparently. I mean, it, it, not Hollywood. Um, I, I'm so sorry. Uh, subsidiary Kids Television Network. Uh, because that's all, that's all Nickelodeon fucking ever was, was just how does MTV get to the kids? Yeah, get them early. Hook 'em young. Yup, 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 yup. But anyway, Andrew. Yes. Why? What? What's up, buddy? Are you hurting? I want to talk to you about like what's up. About me trying to get my sack destroyed? No, man. It's just <laughs> you know, it, 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 I, I'm pretty sure that's a costly, uh, not a surgery. I think you just go in, you get snipped, and then you're done. Yeah, little... But I, I assume it's probably still a cost costly thing to go into. So if someone could just like do it for me, man. I'm not really wanting to use it anymore. It's fine. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's cool, man. I'm done. It's all good. I'm ready to hang it up. Like, I'm over it at this point. You're not. You're not like practicing for like some of the uh, some of those tricks that like we got to see on such uh, comedy classics as the movie Waiting, where you get to do some fancy. I like. Jeez, I've done that in my past. I, I I've lived that life. Uh yeah, I think we all have. I think yeah. we all. I think we all have have, have had those moments. Age very well. Not what at all. What the fuck is Luis Guzman doing right now? <sighs> like really? Like, know, what do, is he doing? Wasn't his last major appearance on like Community or something like that? Probably. Yeah, 
Yeah, Comedia was. Yeah, I think he was on Comedia. I think you're absolutely right. They had a bronze statue made of him on the campus. And, <laughs> yeah. God, I can't. Yeah, I remember that now. That's good. That was a good Man, show until it, it was. Well, well, you know, it's a another good show, and like, I'm just sad that it's already like finishing up. Is the Good Place? But if mm-hmm. you guys get the chance, totally watch that. Like, I, I think it's probably the best thing I've seen. Kristen Bellin. I don't know. It's, I mean, of course you got Sam motherfucking Mayday Malone, um, who's not actually Sam Malone. I I feel I'm so sorry. I mean, we should refer to him by, um, fuck. Is that the guy from Cheers that you're talking yeah. about? Okay. Yeah, and I can't believe I just forgot. I'm Ted Danson. Yeah, Ted Danson. I yeah. uh, totally just forgot his name for a hot fucking second. It's but fine. Anyway, it happens. Um, yeah, and several other like uh stars that I can't be bothered to remember at this moment. Um fuck. Anyway, good place. It's uh I don't know. I I think for any philosophy nerds especially, it's fucking funny and a witty show. <laughs> but um yeah, man, I just want to make sure that you're okay. And yeah, that, like, yeah, I'm good, man. That's good. All good. I just maybe that's my thing. I don't know. We're not here to kink shame. Like if I want my stuff just demolished, that's that's my prerogative, you know. It might be my thing I'm into now. I don't know. I'm 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 getting close to just, forty. And I'm ready to broaden my horizons. <laughs> like I'm ready to open up a whole new world of just sexual ex exploits, like whatever. Man. <laughs> well, okay. Oh god. In, in this case, yes, it would be considered sexual assault. Yes, this is true. That's mm, yeah. Please don't. Yeah, um, I won't. I won't. I just, I just figured you were feeling because, like, if we if you were watching the same pay per view that I was watching before we hopped on the recording, then like, yeah, thankfully I did not. Good. Thankfully I did not. Yeah, I missed it, so we're good there. Uh, you're, I think you're better off, man. It was yeah, it was not a cool show. Um, it's weird. I'm in this weird um, like mood where I'm I'm watching wrestler YouTube exploits and not the actual wrestling product that like wrestlers are in, like. My big thing right now is watching Zack Ryder's. Uh, oh, the toy podcast. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, he the, spent, yeah, spent like five down, down. Spent like five grand on a big boss man figure. Oh, a prototype never released. released. Yeah, I saw that. Big boss man. Um, but yeah, no. But there's like there's the stuff that like the the WWE like forces them out just in the same way they like dick down fucking Xavier mm-hmm. and then there's their actual stuff um that they do on the uh, like side like uh Kerr Hawkins just did like an unboxing of like TNA figures I'm like that they would fucking show that no <laughs> that's awesome fuck it man why not yeah but anyway Sarah uh, you've been awfully quiet about you and your own and what whatever hangs and all that so um how are you doing buddy uh, I just uh, finished up a project that I was working on for a firm in town, so at, uh, at last I've got more time to do other things. So Very that's good. always good. Need to get up on top of those videos for uh, for September. Um, I'm so. very behind on stuff as well. I just finished uh, editing some like changes to the site and like updating our carousel banners because I'm very bad at it. Um, and yeah, no, there's, I feel you, dude. I'm still we, really, we also got hit with a category two hurricane. I saw you got some of that coming up your way. Yeah. Directly. Like it was nuts. Mm-hmm. Man, Jesus. I was 29 hours without power. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, what did you uh, do? well, I, I ended up losing the ability to work. 
don't know. I just sat back and I didn't do much. Uh, I just kind of sat there and stewed in my frustration. <laughs> so Jo. Yeah. Like you well, charged no. a Jo crystal. Well, I, the the crystal was charged. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Because like you know. What else you gotta do? Yeah. I, it's twenty. Yeah. Like. Are we like? I, like any any more than four hours and electricity's gone. I mean, what are you gonna do? What did they do on the Oregon Trail? Probably that. They don't yeah. talk about that in school. Um, yeah, we ended up going to one of our friends' place though. He had power, so I brought my computer there and got a music track done for the project. Oh my and... god! You turned your friend to a working even serve you coffee? Like yeah, your friend is yeah, like, Starbucks. Yeah, working even in like a category two. Like just fuck it. <laughs> don't stop for anything. Yeah, it was post uh, hurricane though. I don't know. It's... Mm. It was nuts, though. It was there was a lot of uh, there was a transformer that blew up like not far from here, and it was fucked up because the pole right to this power line there was like pole and then a gap where the thing exploded and then more pole. Yeah, so, <laughs> there was like this part in the middle that was gone. But still, it's still staying upright somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Like. Let me see if I can find it. I'm going to post this in the chat there. you got to see this. 15 gigawatts! <laughs> gigawatts! Um, but I digress. Okay. Um, but I think everyone, every, everyone's nether regions are fine. Yeah. George, George, yours, yours is good? Doing all right? No? You're good? No, okay. No, no. Thumbs up emoji. Like, Excellent. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Good to hear. Everyone, you know, and hey, just like a, a PSA, like check those things out every once in a while. Make sure you're good. You know, yeah. I, 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 get, 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 give them a quick squeeze, feel them, make sure you, you know, no, no, un, no bumps that you're not familiar with, you know, whether it's a Jilly or a Jackie, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, check, yeah, check yourself out. Wow. Jesus Look at this garbage. Christ. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> I like how it like went and then left. That was awesome. It came and went. Um, Jesus. What are you guys doing with Florida weather? Like. What did you guys do? Yeah. Well, no yeah. one no one believes in climate change apparently. So Oh god, yeah, that's true. Not down to say like Yeah, not down that way. Yeah. Which yeah, uh, we're, we're yeah. going to be hit with more of these like guaranteed. They're going to we're going to start seeing more and more cat 3s and cat 4s up here. It's going to be fucked up. It's going to be dumb. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're looking at like 103 to 105 degree weather and it's like the middle of September. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Like, oh yeah. Um, we're, it, it's a little weird for everyone still. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, let's, we, we can always just go ahead and shy away from real world stuff and, and get to going. I don't, you know, uh, all right. There's no easy way to really, <laughs> like, it, like block your face and you're like going around looking around it. <laughs> uh, we really need to start uh, put, posting these videos, man. They're, they're they're too good not to share. They they really are. I really miss 
like doing press pause video. Yeah. I've got to figure out like a really good way to do that. I agree. Um, I mean, is this just kind of a hard topic to start because of the severity of it? I, yeah. I, I feel like it's hard to get into it. Cause I mean, I feel like it's a negative overall. It's, it's a bummer. Like we've said previously, it's a negative thing to have to talk about, but it probably warrants talking about because up until we started recording, I wasn't really familiar with the specifics of a lot of this stuff going on. So I feel like if anything, we need to at least educate people on what's been going on, the things that have been transpiring recently and just overall how it affects the hobby and the passion of gaming that we love so much. Cause it is kind of painting it in a very negative light right now for anyone on the outside looking in to see like what's going on in gaming and the gaming culture and then all this comes to to light. It's not a good look at all. No, but more importantly, too, I think what it is, and it's unfortunately one of the and and this definitely extends beyond video games. But sure. I feel as though it like is like it's like overall human rights, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is, I I've noticed that like it's been a trend that's gradually escalated. Um, it's been something that was just encouraged and then gradually, like, I mean, you're definitely seeing some, like, some very positive changes, though. So, I think we can start off by, like, some of the news that just came out uh, about Nicalis, and, uh, just, uh, again, full disclosure, we, uh, Sarah especially, I mean, all of us, we really support like some of the good work that that well the good work that the good people do and just you know what we thought the brands represented i i, I want to say i mean we recently we gave it i don't know if it was the most recent golden zonkey but um i know it was the golden zonkey prior i mean we awarded it best publisher i mean we loved what like they were doing with especially the switch and then when you kind of find out and you pull the curtain back and you see like some of the toxicity that came about that and it and just makes you feel like so fucking dirty. I don't know. Um, I mean, just to start off, there's already like a sordid ordeal with how exactly uh, Nikalis retains the rights uh, for uh, Cave Story and, and how Cave Story has been repeatedly distributed and promoted in almost almost fucking Shanghai into being the brand's mascot which is weird because you think that like the original creator pixel uh was more involved but ever since he made the deal that he did to distribute cave story for actual commercial release as opposed to underground independent release within like the uh the dojin markets that it did you know online and like you got to see it something release on something as big as we wear uh they've held the all intellectual rights to cave story um and with ndas and basically kind of kind of put them in the same situation that uh, DC Comics put Alan Moore in with Watchmen, where as long as there's some iteration of Cave Story and there's some new form of Cave Story or new use of the character that they can keep retaining and owning the rights. And it, it sort of makes it so much darker when you see um, 
the character, which I'm trying to remember his name at the moment. I don't know if it's a dot. Do, uh, do you remember the main, the main character in Cave Story? The one with the hat, yeah. Quote. Quote, yeah. When you see the use of quote in so many crossover games like Blade Strangers or Crystal Crisis or... Like, I, I mean, there's other ones that I think might be escaping me at the moment. Those are the two, like, big ones. But, like, even then, in, like, some of the other literature, like, you just see him use and you, you realize, like, hey, like, Cave stories really up and coming. When, in fact, I mean, a lot of that is just done to kind of just, for the sake of legally being able to, like, fucking, like, hold captive the intellectual rights because they're still in a capacity of redistributing and reusing and doing that. So like pixel just lot, like it's the same way that like DC is going to forever hold on the Watchmen because they have now basically redistributed and republished the fucking trade so many times. And then they launched a prequel comic that didn't do the best, but still did enough because of the name. And now they're integrating the actual canon of it into its entire mythos, meaning that they can use the characters like at stock anytime they want. And then there's a fucking HBO adaption. It's very similar in like these predatory tactics that are just, and that's just like the tip. Like what I'm talking about is unfortunate. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, it makes you corrupt and it, does, it definitely makes you skeevy in, in a business sense, but there's so much more. It's like a fucking onion, this whole story. And I never really knew. And it, I don't know, man. I mean, we see this shit with, like, Disney. Like, this whole Disney debacle with fucking Spider-Man and everybody. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it it definitely opened my eyes a bit and made me realize that, like, there are people behind these brands. There are people behind these uh, characters and content and stuff that they make. And to fucking learn that you have this, like, scumbag who, like, just essentially like like Tyrone Rodriguez which god I, did you did you see that Jason Schreier piece Andrew I'm actually looking it over right now um are you looking at some of those Skype logs yeah it's pretty bad and I, I think that the main thing that I see in a lot of this and the underlying thing is that they didn't have an HR department so it's like no. how would you expect anyone to come forward and how would you expect anyone to combat this you have no way of combating it. You're kind of helpless in this whole matter. Like, unless you just say, well, screw my job. You know, even then, you still get buried in trying to get any other job because he has such power and such name recognition, you know, like that that goes a long way in that industry, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just even then reading, but like, I, I don't know, just being like exposed to such information where mm-hmm. like you... I just, I feel, I personally feel foolish, but like, just, I mean, we've only covered like just some of the, the business tactics of Night Callus in terms of not only that, but like just the absolute unprofessional manner in which they've like just distributed their games. Like hearing the developer, like just bemoan the fact that they eve of, of saving Mr. Taco, of like which we recently we reviewed and we published a review and like Sarah you yourself you really enjoyed the game and to hear the developers I did, say yeah and they're like actual criticisms that Sarah like made like apparently the developer has already made and patched and like is ready to update but Nicalis won't apply them 
and has just basically been ignoring him to only come out and then basically break the silence after coming under such public scrutiny and say, oh, well, the game didn't do all that great in sales numbers, so it can't really warrant the expense of applying a patch. I'm like, man, the fuck? But, like, that again, all that pales in comparison to just the way you would outright treat your workers and mm. talk to them in, in such awful, horrible, uncomfortable, like, just putting them in these situations. Just, like, reading that Tokyo Game Show uh, story about how he put, like, his... You never, ever, like, you knew what you do. And then, like, this half-hearted apology that this motherfucker, like, puts out. And, and I, when did this get this bad? Like, I know we joke about it. Like, and there are still good names while I, while I have, like, my cheeky barbs with other names, funny enough, also involved Edmund McMillan of fucking Team Me. And, it, like, I mean, he, he's kind of, again, he's extended beyond Team Me. And he's doing his own things ever since Binding of Isaac. And then uh, he, he's going to uh, put out Legend of Bimbo. And he's got some other releases, like uh, Mugenics. Or Some like, other uh, there was that other one he did too, which again was published by uh, Nicalis. It was called. Um, what's it called? The end is nigh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, and yeah, he had a working relationship. I mean, he terminated it immediately. But it all it almost goes to kind of question like, it, when do you like? It's it's almost as though like, and I'm not accusing him of anything, but it all like. I don't know if it's just a move that like came out as damage control, but like, I think what it is, is how did the industry like get so bad to the point where like exploitation was a given to the point where like we need to, where exposure is the only weapon. And even then, like it's been happening more and more and it's unfortunately a trend that like, while I'm sad to see that this is happening, I'm happy to see that there's a response to it. Yeah. Like, and I feel like maybe the, the, the really scary thing about all this is I think this has been happening for a long time. It's just now that it's a lot of, it's coming to light now. Like I'm sure a lot of this has been going on for a long time at different places, but now finally people are using their platforms to, you know, bring this to light and, and let people know and, 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 and give people the knowledge of, hey, this is not right. And a lot of this investigative journalism and video game journalism is something new. I don't think that if you would have read EGM or read on one up, you wouldn't have gotten this kind of investigative journalism in the game in video game journalism because it was frowned upon because if you 
I mean, I remember when Dan Chu kind of like was under fire for posting all this stuff and saying all this stuff, like exposing the industry and exposing things that were happening, like got into some serious shit. And because, you know, the people that pay his check say, hey, like, you can't be talking about this kind of stuff. Jeff Gersman got blackballed over something. Got fired. Got fired. And, and, I, and I feel like that now we're finally getting to a point now where people can be a little bit more like they can be brave. They can actually go and expose these things because before they couldn't because there was money behind it and there was jobs on the line. But now people are finally able to, like, you know, get out there and actually talk about what's really going on. And, and, and it's more of an independent thing now. Like, hey, you don't have to worry about a big company saying, no, you can't talk about that because we have business relationships with them. It's we do this because people need to know, like they need the information. Um, I'm glad we're getting to that point. Finally. I mean, yeah, but even then, like, I think working conditions still have uh, like yeah. such a long. Fucking oh, way of course. Of course. Absolutely. I want to I say that there's probably a big, uh, one of the big contributing factors to what's going on is probably, um, just as something as simple as the cost of education and how, desperate people in a chosen field are trying to you know cling on to their their chosen career um at any cost they'll put up with just about anything i don't think it's right that they can be that they should be exploited just because you know without these uh these opportunities they may not get enough well exposure for lack of a better term but i mean like it's kind of i think it it probably goes hand in hand with that as well just like the way everything has ballooned in costs over the, like even the last 10 years cost of living especially especially yeah. if you have to live in a place where the industry is i i can't imagine the people that live like in san francisco right now like the cost of living is just or, or any, anywhere on the west coast like i talked to i think george you and i talked off camera you know, off podcasts about the cost of living for someone like me in the Midwest, as opposed to someone on the West Coast, it's like I, I can't fathom it. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't survive. I'll be the first to admit that I live in a slum. I do, mm-hmm. and, but you have to. I mean, it's like how can you afford a lot of the stuff now? You know, can't do it. No, and like it, it's. I mean, of course, there's definitely like it, it, these are conditions and circumstances that sort of extend beyond the industry within itself that we're mm-hmm. talking about but i feel as though what i if i were to name one thing that i think that and andrew nailed it like the moment we started this discussion is that there's a great deal of passion that goes into just this medium on all sides of it and all scope whether you're a part of it from a consumer end, enthusiast end, or a producing end, or, or, or a content creation of any kind, whether it's journalism, development, uh, public relations, publishing, I mean, in any regard. And the people that aren't in it for the passion are, and are in it for the money are unfortunately in positions to exploit those who are there for their passion. And I think we've also misconstrued and celebrated what exactly is passion in what you do and how you do it for a very long time to the point where, I mean, I, I wince when I see Sakurai on any sort of Nintendo direct, I, 
I know it's very difficult to kind of capture the tone of whatnot, being as a lot of it's kind of blanked out from like the Nintendo translation that's being provided. And I'm always curious to kind of see how it appears live because there's only so much you can infer, especially in a language like Japanese, where like context and tone is so vital with a language that doesn't really have a lot of conjunctions or identifying words to kind of truly convey something specifically. I always kind of want to feel like deep down, like if this even is something special to him anymore, because it's basically become the zeitgeist that's bigger than him. And while he recognizes that at the same notion, he shouldn't be worshipped or taken advantage of. It's really weird, like, how this cult of personality is fucking taken on, where, you know, like, Sakurai Senpai-sama and fucking everybody is putting him on a pedestal, but at the same time, like, you don't... He doesn't give you what you want. You don't get fucking Gino from Super Mario RPG. You get Terry Bogard and... You turn on him. You turn on him. And, like, this culture manifests itself within it like to the point where like corporate recognize like it, it translates into the business aspect of it i mean i know i started off with that but another prime example of just hearing and like i i almost want to believe that like sony had more of a hand in it but just like seeing the fucking ridiculous backlash that insomniac took for spider-man not, not including some content of some costumes and just imagine a lot of the unpaid OT that developers put in there just to, just to it. get a fucking spider suit, just, just to foster goodwill because that's in this like instantaneous like culture that we have of like digital gratification being done so quickly to the point where like products can't even be completed in a, um, polished manner and have to be addressed and like to the point where that's like become standard business practice i mean we always look at it like whiny consumers but it's it's so good when you see the work of you know people like jason schreier patrick klepik and then to the effect like you know dan uh, uh oh my god Riker and and fucking other members of the press kind of like just bring that and then in just press in general about our side We've been doing this for over 10 years and I've had to freelance and work and I've contributed to a a failed magazine. I have done what I can. I've done this in the effort and pursuit of doing this professionally to the point where like I've made amazing friends. I'm talking to two of my best friends and and all the other networking that I've done. And I feel as though like I, I still have potential to further myself in this career, but the career itself is almost within a crossroads that like it's, it's exploitation is the norm. Now it's the standard unless you're fucking Jeff Gersman or Jeremy Parrish. And, and it's not say it's not fair to say that with Jeff Gersman. I mean, he did, he, he pulled himself up by his fucking bootstraps to get where he's at. Mm-hmm. And he was, he hit bottom before he hit top. But, I mean, there should be, it's just become the fact that, like, I'm I'm very distraught to see that crunch is something that we're trying to discourage, but we're at, an, at a point where if we don't output the kind of shit that we need to at the speed that crunch demands, that, that, that only crunch can produce, that there's going to be 
some concessions made. And unfortunately, it's at the part of the workforce. The fucking, the Bobby Codex aren't going to fucking fall off the top. No, they're going to start from the bottom. And I think that brings up a good point. It is unfortunate that we are in a industry and we're in a, I mean, on both sides. It's toxicity on both sides. You know, it's the people that produce the content and the people that demand the content. The uh, entitlement and the, you know, accountability. Like, it goes both ways. And I feel like we're getting to that point now where something has to change on both sides. Like, the toxicity of people that think they deserve something or they, they like, I you know, I demand this has to somehow come to an agreement of, okay, we need to act the way we should as consumers, but only if the people producing it are acting and treating their staff well. Like, we have to kind of somehow find a way where we can both meet halfway. Well, the staff, like... Because it's not their fault. It's people making those decisions and calling those shots. You know, it's not the people producing the content. It's not their fault. It's the people are saying, well, we can get more money if we do this or if we, you know, if we produce this content or we we say we're going to do this for the fans that want it so badly. We don't care how you fucking do it. Just get it done. I mean, at this point, I think a lot of it also, we, we talk about identity and how the power of a name I think the distribution of identity is important and it, it goes beyond unionization because I mean, when you have two certain names in, in any sort of industry or, or, or field, it it's unfortunately boiled down to absolute power, absolutely corrupts to where, I mean, you read these awful, horrible, like just what Nathalie law had. And, and then again, this is affected. This is now something, unfortunately, that I can, you know, and I recognize and speak with that privilege that I don't really contend with or meet that hardship, but none alone that doesn't make me fucking blind to what's going on. And I think we owe it ourselves to really just foster a conversation and fucking call it out. Um, Just like a lot of the sexual assault that's happened. I mean, last year we saw it in the realm of fucking like Nick Robinson and Polygon. And again, it's, it's a matter of cult of personality, like just creating something. And then this year, I mean, fucking YouTube schmuck who like, I, I don't think he really did much positively though. It still affected people enough to the point where like you, you don't, realize just how much this affects certain people until like you just see it happen like Nathalie Lawhead uh like working on Smoking Gun Interactive from my understanding I believe Age of Empires was like one of the uh games that like she was involved with um I don't know what particular project at the time within her um recanting of of the event but like bringing fourth jeremy sewell which i know it's been touchy for a lot of people but like at some point like that if you recognize the name and you recognize the feelings that its music gave you in in games like skyrim and, and other elder scroll uh titles or witcher i believe you even did some work in the witcher um then you you kind of have to separate that and as of responsibility that we owe it to ourselves as people with money that contribute to this industry, we also have to separate who we contribute our money to. And, and that also 
just goes right back into what sort of culture are we uh, exactly encouraging with our dollar, which is unfortunately the only thing that we kind of have. I don't know. We have our voices too, but like we've seen that get misused. I don't mm. know. Sarah, I know that like, I mean, if you're comfortable with talking about it, I, I, I just, I don't, I mean, it's it's on you. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but like just recently, I've come to like Sarah's just come to uh, bring a story to light on his end that I I think is absolutely unprofessional and terrible, and like it it, it makes me think like how how would the perception of people change if they only knew what was going on if this is the way like shit was being conducted. <laughs> Yeah. Um, to preface this, go ahead and uh, do a quick Google search and uh, look for like Two Dream Interactive or HueCast Games or PlayAsia.com. And in any of the marketing for Ghostblade HD on PlayStation 4 or Switch, you go ahead and tell me when you find my name. Because one of the defining features of this game is the alternate soundtrack that I produced for it. And I promise you that you won't see me anywhere on this marketing. Which is definitely a concern. It's definitely a thing because you're, you have an identity. You're a person. Mm-hmm. And absolutely nothing is there there's there's nothing wrong with bringing that to light and i'm still I'm flabbergasted i'm not even in the manual not, i i think not what's even the worse, fine print. no i think what's worse is the fact that like your work without even the proper credit is thrown under the byline of an entirely different fucking composer exactly yeah, the, and, uh, the, he didn't produce the tracks. He didn't master the tracks. He didn't recompose the tracks. Uh, there are tracks in Ghostblade HD that I completely reworked because, quite frankly, I thought the originals were fucking garbage. And, yeah. I mean, it got to the point even that uh, the original creator said that he only played with the original tracks. But where was I in the marketing and the announcements? Where was I? I'll tell you where I was. I was mentioned once in a German interview. Three years ago. And it's relevant because these games, and while we, again, just pulling back the curtain, we do what we can just from a professional standpoint because while we sort of rolled back on being less journalistic in a sense just because it's it was a responsibility that we couldn't consistently keep up with and a little bit more enthusiast in in any coverage we offer to an extent um 
we've always done what we can to, for the sake of uh, being impartial and avoiding conflict of interest, not necessarily discuss the game. Um, but I think it's fair that we bring this up because, like, a developer should absolutely in no way, shape, or form use your work, profit from your work. And while there may have been a, a bad deal that was mostly made for the sake of exposure, has absolutely no fucking weight or value if you do not even reap the benefit of quote-unquote exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it also makes me wonder if uh, if the other two artists that did music for this, re, uh, this re-release even know what's going on. How could they if they're not being contacted? I wasn't contacted about this release in the least. I didn't get a whisper of uh, of notification about it. So I mean, I mean, it got to the point like I confronted I confronted Hughcast about this, and they said that the only person who had asked to be on the front cover was the original composer, right? But if the other two didn't know that this was happening, how could they ask to be on the cover? Mm-hmm. Think of that, right? It doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense. And how could, how is it that they can profit on these CDs, right? But I have to give them a cut on anything that I sell with a digital sale. They wanted 50-50. I uh, I got them down to forty fifty, but after due consideration, I decided to give my music away for free mm-hmm. to avoid paying them royalties with the way that they handled this release. Because of course, zero percent of zero is zero. I I don't know, man. I can't even again begin to just fathom how this is affected and how much I don't know. I mean, it didn't really, not only did it not benefit you in the manner of which it should have, just almost from a questionably legal standpoint, um, but I think just the manner of which it was uh, addressed, because again, you don't see these things, and it's at your discretion of how much further oh, yeah. you want to bring the story, but like, a developer in any capacity or any, like, it, it's unfortunately that like, when you become a brand when you have clout, when you have releases like uh, fucking uh, God, what else did uh, M2 Complete Works. Yeah. Like, I did that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, no, I'm talking about Hucast. I can't even think of anything. But I feel like it's a different thing. Like, they actually, when you did M2... Knockoff games, really. That's what they do. Yeah. But M2, wasn't it when you did the M2 work, like they credited you, they gave you exposure. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and that's and that's the right thing to do. Why? They, they put me all up in there. Why not do the right thing by your contributors? Why not do the right thing by your fans? Why not do the right thing by your, you know, people that are, are making this product what it is? Like they, they lose nothing by at least giving you that, that name, that recognition yeah. that you did something. They lose nothing by that. So why not? Is it just a power thing? Is it just a, well, we can tell you what we want to do. We can dictate how this happens because we make the rules. You don't. Yeah, it's got to be a power It's a power thing, thing because what do they lose be. by giving you that recognition? They don't lose anything by it. 
if well, the only thing I can imagine that they lose is that they they no longer have ownership of con- like it's not blind content for them to use at their discretion. It's at the discretion of Sarah. Yeah, and it, it honestly that's how it should be, and it's gotten to the point where it it's it's no longer the case in in again several different fields that extend beyond video games but i think the the big thing here that i want to talk about is there's there's a toxicity involved that is affecting and targeting women in the industry but developers and and even just like certain publishers pr and I feel as though there are two parties at play that we don't hold responsible. We the, the biggest one that we should hold responsible is definitely the 1% involved, corporate. Like the people, like the Bobby Kotick's. We should absolutely, and the only thing, unfortunately, that they will respond to is money. And that, and even then it goes below the Bobby Kotick's. That goes down to the Hue cast. That goes down to the Nicalis And like what we ultimately decide to do with our dollar. But... It's important that you not only speak your mind and just be an ally verbally, you you ultimately need to contribute in some way that you can with your money. And if there is a unionization or call for unionization fucking in, in anything you do, unions are a fucking good thing. Unions will never be a bad thing. They never, ever, ever will. And if you think that, like, I... I'm... You're probably on the other side of that that fight. Yeah, you're probably what's wrong. You're probably what is going up against going the union. On. Yeah. 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 And, and never, ever, like, feel... Like, I feel, like, feel remorse, feel ashamed. Like, I've given, there's nothing in the world will change the fact that, like, I've given money. And then, like, and also, like, don't be afraid to ask yourself the hard questions. There are still, there are, there are 20 employees at Nicalis right now. We have Tyrone Rodriguez, like, at the forefront of everything that's wrong. But unfortunately, he's the one that's calling on the shots. The other 19 people can't fucking do anything without like his say so without his involvement and unfortunately like it's it's definitely painted a negative light and people can't necessarily just up and go mm-hmm. you're stuck with a situation until you can make the best of it and it's difficult it's difficult to parse those details to draw the lines like telltale is currently finishing up their previous engagements that they should have and they found new investment opportunities in doing so don't fucking buy it. Don't spend a penny on it. Why? Because they're employees that didn't get a goddamn cent of severance. Yet, the fans, like, I, I can't enjoy a game when there are people that moved across the country and uprooted their lives only to, like, start rock bottom. Yeah. Or people, like, these stories. And, you know... I, I definitely want to like kind of also um, give shout outs because I feel like there's um, there's one particular and I, and I believe it's called the trenches and I haven't read it in a long while. Um, I'm trying to remember it was another it was a comic book that um, or not comic book. I'm sorry. A web comic that uh, 
Scott Kurtz. It is the trenches. Scott Kurtz uh, of Jesus Christ of player versus player PVP fame uh, worked on with Pinning Arcade. And one of the things that I one of the features that I really enjoy that they've done is that they would have anonymous individuals like the fucking grunts of the development field, the uh, the game test monkeys, uh, quote unquote. Uh, just kind of share all of the awful experiences. And it always, like, I don't know, it always sobered me towards the reality of uh, of any job in video games being a quote-unquote dream job. Look into those. Study up. I I cannot tell you, like, in any capacity when you, when you, like, kind of just make these decisions while it may, like, and may put you in a position where you may not be able to play some, but we're, we're in like one of the best fucking areas in video games right now between Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, PC, just anything and everything. VR, like video games has never been more plentiful. Even, even in the retro, retro video gaming, I believe has like seen like just the, this year alone, 2019 for the Sega Genesis, and how accessible it's become and just what's happened to it in terms of like the accessibility of its library there there's so many avenues so it's entirely within your power to determine where you put your money towards i mean last year at id at xbox like one of the games that fucking turned my head like that just made me go wow and i really just wanted i just want to get into it i wanted to play it immediately i knew like that I needed to find out more about it was the last night, uh, a game that was uh, a part of the uh, showcase and was spearheaded by the creator. Um, I'm so sorry. And I'm getting, I mean, I hate to give this guy any sort of signal boost. Uh, it's Tim Sore. And the moment I found out that this fucking dude was a gamer gator done all yeah all sense of the word all interest in any of these works and if we're gonna foster any sort of change unions put it to the power of the people it's uh, but i feel as though we until unionization can be a thing this is a consumer this is a consumer driven moment a consumer driven moment I, i'm gonna be completely honest with you guys and i still want to do it and we talked about, I think we've already, have we talked about, like, our plans to do our Hideo Kojima special? Because I still want to do it. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that, and I believe you and I, when we do the podcast proper with the videos and everything else, that I will absolutely, while we sing our praises, because there's still plenty to sing, there's also plenty wrong. And I'm, I wasn't entirely happy with the man this weekend, because... I mean, he really wanted to kind of just tweet that, like, it was a year ago today that he pulled himself up from his own bootstraps and he, like, found the right and, like, he was able to do... Dude, you're a name. You're one of the most, like, celebrated names in the entire history of video games. You got a blank fucking check from Sony. You are not a grassroots movement in the fucking slightest. Mm And it just goes right back to that names like it's it's a check your privilege sort of thing. But it's also like 
in that regard, like recognize what a name is and what what that's entitled. Hmm. And or what power you have by having that name recognition. Like if you have, like you've said before, like you have clout, you have exposure, you have name recognition, understand that comes with a lot. Like you can't just say and do whatever you want and not expect to be accountable for what you do and say. Like know that it brings a lot to the industry and the people that enjoy your work. And you have to be aware of that. Like you can't just be oblivious to that. And I know it's not maybe necessarily like, well, they, they shouldn't see me as this kind of person. Unfortunately, they will. And you have to be cognitive of that. Like you have to understand, like you, you, be aware you have to, you have to, self-awareness. yeah, you have to, you can't just be naive to think that, well, I'm just a, a person like anyone else. No, yeah, kind of, once you become successful, unfortunately you do have to be aware of that and just be mindful of it, you know, and, and know there are repercussions to the things you do and say. And definitely, if you're not big enough to be writing ca- uh, uh, cashing checks that your mouth is writing, don't insult or berate or abuse any of your friggin' employees. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Golden rule. I, I go, think... Golden rule stuff applies here. You know, treat people the way you'd want to be treated. It doesn't. I mean, I know it's basic, but like that's a common sense thing. Like it, it should apply to everything. Unfortunately, that's not profitable. No, no, yeah, yeah. You don't make money doing that. Unfortunately, nope. Yeah. I mean, in this the span of this week alone, while again, I, I do not want to like absolutely even draw any sort of correlation or even give the slightest connotation that PewDiePie does anything positive for the industry in terms of money. I mean, unfortunately, to some capacity, he does, but like alone a name worth as much money as he's worth he tried to do some sort of like empty like fucking just theater virtue theater is what like his his followers like keep in mind he tried to do something as innocuous as donate 50,000 and bear in mind 50,000 is dog shit to PewDiePie. It is, it is like, I don't even, he I, I, would not, and, he would, nothing would affect him. And I don't think, I, I don't think that was even his money to donate. I think it was the sponsor. I mean, I, I assume maybe whatever the sponsor was going to pay him, he was donating is kind of what it sounded like because he said that he didn't do his research. He didn't look into the charity that was being donated to. He said, just basically I made this deal with the sponsor and they were going to donate this money or I was going to donate this money per the sponsor, didn't do the research into who it was no, 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 and just donated it. I don't even know what No, but there, no, no, there's guys, more like... there's more to that. Yeah. No. I mean, the, I that sounds like a bunch of damage control. The charity is an is a charity that fights anti Semitism. Yeah. His base called him out and talked shit on him. He rescinded it. Yeah. To save face, if you and and then you have to defend why you did it to, to make yourself to distance yourself from it, yeah. But at the same time, to put, like to soothe and and coddle mm-hmm. the, the diehards that you're you're fucking you're catering to, but yeah. also try to placate. You can't do both, dog. You're a bad fucking dude. Mm-hmm. You like we know you're a bad fucking, but like it, it boggles my mind that unfortunately this dude and granted like. 
we can we can talk shit on Ninja all we want, especially with his shitty misogynistic fucking policies within his right. Because oh, like I don't I don't want to get people talking. People are already talking. What do you like? What exactly are you preventing here, other than basically telling us that you're afraid of getting me too? Well, you. You wouldn't like. There's nothing to be afraid of, unless if you, <laughs> unless you fucking yeah, do, yeah exactly. Yeah. So like, image and name is everything. But humble yourself and know what you're worth. And then, if you want things to change and you want things to be better, know what you can do with your money and whatever capacity you have to influence that. If unionization requires funding of any kind, like fucking donate to that. You like think of it think of it as a human rights Patreon. Like fucking mm. like it's not because you will get something back in return. You will like put towards like something that can absolutely change the lives of so many people that make and create the content that you digest every day in the form of a video game. And I think until we start like calling out, like it's, it's weird that you bring that up like a while ago, but it, it's absolutely appropriate. Cause I am happy you brought it up, Andrew. Um, you brought up the, uh, story with Dan Shu. Cause yeah, that was frowned upon. Yeah. Pe- get your politics out of our fucking video games. Mm-hmm. Don't. Fucking don't. Keep them in there. It is absolutely about this. It affects very real people. Um and it's unfortunate like that I don't know. Like that that stories like this lead to some of the tragedies, but I I don't there's only so much you can really talk to to the sensitivity of that, but I, I think my piece before we move on to the conclusion of episode 120 is fucking be alert and realize that sometimes, like, I mean, we, we all talk about how, like, Nintendo is a blight on, like, that like, Nintendo is in themselves sometimes Disney of video games and how they... Um, strang- they, they just have a stranglehold on their intellectual properties, which, I mean, good on them, but at the same time, like, they're not doing much to preserve history unless they can benefit with it in terms of a dollar. Like, they are very well, they're very well aware of their nostalgia and the, the strength of the nostalgia for their product and their brand. But in the same fucking notion, when things weren't going hot for Nintendo, the people didn't, like, suffer for it. Nintendo, like, persevered as a company because they acknowledged that people needed to be taken care of. And a lot of their higher ups took pay cuts to make sure that people were taken care of in their in their establishment. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I Sega is only now just like at a renaissance to the point where and and like, you know, they they they're one of the companies that talk about like wishing that they had the foresight that they did years ago. But even then they're also fostering like, I like, I love what Nintendo and Microsoft are doing, not the shit on Sony, but like, just like the fact that like, there's this separation of like us versus them. Mm -hmm. And more like, nah, man, like 
there's us and then 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 there's them and then like that's totally fine and i think that's a direction we should go but we need to prop the people up at the very bottom that got us there and we need to do that with our voices and our money and that's all i've got to say I don't know if you guys have any other closing words that you want to get into. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I do feel like just to go back to everything we've talked about, I really do feel like the golden rule mentality is what should be the like the definitive thing. Like just treat people the way you'd want to be treated. Like I wouldn't want to go through some some of the stuff people in the industry these victims have had to go through. I would not wish that on anyone. And so I, I can't imagine what they have to go through. Everyone involved. They have to feel like they have to suffer in silence or they can't talk about what's going on. They can't, you know, find some kind of, I wouldn't say justice because justice sounds like a pretty harsh thing too. But like just no one should have to go through that. Like you're worth more than that. And and people need to realize that. And I think as long as people know that they can be treated better and deserve better, I, I hope that's what people can get out of this. And I feel like you're right. The people that want to make money, they don't care about that. It's never been their bottom line. And I think that needs to change. So, And we need to put forth in motion a course of action that keeps them in fucking check. Yeah. But before we can do that, get them where it hurts them first before that can take place. Money. Mm-hmm. Their wallet. Like, I, and, and, and I mean, I, like, that's, it's as simple as that. I mean, at some point, there might be some games that I, I unfortunately won't be able to enjoy as far as, and they may be like absolute masterpieces, but I can't condone or otherwise endorse like what may have been involved in the, in the conception or inception of that fucking, um, that games like production to really warrant or justify. I mean, I can't doing, doing something now over old wounds. That's not going to do much Mm -hmm. of anything, but hold people fucking accountable. Like, don't be afraid to say something. Speak out. Speak out. Mm-hmm. And Sarah... It seems kind of poetic that uh, the events that uh, came to light that we discussed uh, on this episode sort of coincided with the stuff that I had experienced myself. Really sort of gave it a more of a personal edge. And... Um, I mean, as a warning to everybody out there who sees, you know, working in, in video games, as you said, as a dream job, um, it can it can turn real quick. Um, it, it'll feel great at first, but if you endure it and bury it and you look back on it and dwell on it, and if it continues like it has for me, you'll come to despise it. You will. I, I absolutely hate Ghostblade HD. I do. That is my secret shame, my secret shame now. That I was even involved in that uh, that project to begin with, just because of how they treated me, the way that they, the, the the language that they used, the tone, and the mismanagement. It it makes me glad that I'm doing work with competent people. Uh, and it's it's a wonder that I didn't quit. But um, you know, I'm in a much better place now, and. I, I got to say, I'm never going to do work for these guys ever again. And I hope no one else does, too. We Video games needs its own Jack Kirby. That, like, comic books will break your heart, kid. Mm-hmm. It'll break we, your we, heart. We, it'll break your heart. We don't, have, we don't have that in video games. What, what do we have? I think we have, like, the closest thing to that is, like, Phil Fish. Like, 
Fez will break your hat, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fez too. I'm taking my ball even... and going home. Oh. You know what? I didn't even realize this, but apparently he uh he developed the the introductory jingle to the Mega SG. He did also work for analog. Su- the Super NT as well. Or yes. Yeah, oh, I didn't even know he did the Super NT. Yeah. He did. Like I'm glad, like, you know. Didn't Yusuf Koshiro do the music for the the, the, the actual music. The class. Well, no, for the the Sega Genesis Classic, oh, which okay. is coming out next week, and we'll have words on that because next week is going to be a big old "What's in your console?" Uh, I'm getting ho- at least one of them soon. <laughs> and believe me, I've got fucking words. Oh, and just to loop this all around because I promise we're going to house cleaning. Uh, Kickstarter. If Kickstarter is going to start firing most of its top people just because they're bringing up unionization. Oh, yeah. Guess we're not doing Kickstarter anymore, huh? I don't. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Especially when I don't know about you guys, but I think I've kickstarted. Out of all the games I've kickstarted, I think one has been like pretty good. That's mm-hmm. it, Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, fuck my life. You know what I kickstarted? Redux. God damn it. Oh, shit. I did, too. I totally forgot about it. That's how I got that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so there was that. Yeah, that's the fucking... I, I was just like, they don't have a lot under their belt. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I don't know. And every everything I've kickstarted has been such a goddamn disappointment in terms of how Kickstarter handled yeah. it, how everyone involved handled it. I had to spend another goddamn $100 just to get Shenmue fucking 3 on PlayStation. I have now two collector's editions on the way. I don't I don't know what to do. You are the number one collector. Num- number one fan. That, that, go- that goes to Josh Fairhurst. So. He doesn't count. He's got one of them. <laughs> He's yeah. producing one, right? I know, yeah, but, like, it, you know, good on him. Mm. I mean, I'm glad it's him doing it. Um, But anyway... I think that that wraps it up. Agreed. Yeah. Episode end. All right. So you just finished listening to Press Pause Radio episode 120. If you want to find more of what we have to offer in our 10-year-old catalog of fucking episodes and... Uh, all the myriad of topics and coverage that we've fucking done in video games, you can go ahead and go to www.pressposradio.com and uh, download all those episodes, as well as you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, Scatter Radio. Uh, we are also still getting SoundCloud like organized. I know it sounds like a, a broken fucking record, but it's still something that I need to... Uh, work out as well as also uh, getting our catalog on YouTube proper which speaking of which we're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash the PPR broadcast where you can catch our play plays our press pause videos and other video specials and coverages that we've done uh, and you can subscribe to us there as well we're actually going to reignite that with uh, the planned Hodeo Kojima uh, coverage that we plan on doing for uh, all of the guys' back catalog of games, everything dating back to the MSX. 
uh and all of us are gonna have our turns cop basically covering everything uh sd snatcher even fucking as well as snatcher uh sarah's gonna be covering police knots and we're gonna check that out andrew's gonna be fucking dicking down on some metal gear yeah, i'm terrible at that game uh, i'm so fucking bad at those games guys <laughs> i'm horrible at them um i think uh, we're all going to get down on some Zone of the Enders, the the forgotten child of uh, Hideo Kojima. Um, but yeah, we're going to we're going to celebrate the dude and, and uh, kind of just cover some of his accomplishments as well as call him out for some of his bullshit um, and just keep the dude honest and in preparation for the big 2019 release Death Stranding. Which is looking more and more like a weird fucking video game, but at least it's looking like a video game. I mean, Jeff and not some Jeff Keeley's in it, so fucking like it's a day one for me, like fucking purchase. And the old Mads Neat. Mickles, mm-hmm. Mad Mads Mickles. Um, but yeah, you can definitely go ahead and keep an eye on out for that. That's gonna definitely hit uh, our audio feeds for the podcast, the website where you can get all the editorial that's gonna surround that. And finally, our YouTube. And we also might get a stream together. We weren't able to get anything going for Extra Life last year. And apologies. And, and that's because I started a, a big restructuring here in the room slash office where everything goes down. And I'm still in the middle of it. Shit's still, <laughs> still all ongoing. on the floor. <laughs> still ongoing. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, apologies. But that that will get rectified real soon. We can only hope. Uh, but aside from that, we will hopefully launch more Twitch coverage and uh, hopefully also Facebook streaming as well and do some stuff like Sare. If, if anybody's been killing it in the streaming game, it's fucking Sare, buddy. Oh, if only I could do more streaming these days. <laughs> Everything's got me crushed. But the good news is, is that more streams are in fact on the way. I was actually planning on streaming tonight, but then this happened. Yeah. Thank you for taking time to speak with us tonight, Sarah. We appreciate it very much. I, well, I appreciate that you appreciate it. I do. And I, 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 very and I hope that people that come to your streams will appreciate you taking a night off. Appreciation. It is. But, hey, your, your community of people that watch the streams, they're, they're nice and they're welcoming and they're kind. So I hope they don't hate us too much for taking you away for the night. I'll, Whatever. No, it's, it's good. they're always fun conversations mm-hmm. to join. I'll tell you what, though. We got more Bullet Heaven on the way. We're going to be ending uh, Series 10 off on a high note, hopefully hitting Episode 250 Damn. this month. Uh, we also have features coming up for RetroGamingCables.co.uk, the OSSC from Video Game Perfection, and even a, a rapid revisit in the in the form of uh, one of our previous episodes that seemed to get a, a good amount of positive attention. So mm. uh, that's going to be some good stuff. Also, some rarities as well. Uh, Two fifty is going to be a pretty uh, pretty obs- well, not obscure, but uh, legendary one. And uh, leading up, we also have another really uh, highly regarded master system shooter that we're going to be taking a look at. So lots is to come. Power Striker on- Two. It is, yeah, actually. I, d- I nailed was, it. I was curious. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, it's it's going to be a good time. And then series 11 starts in October, which we're going to be uh, launching a brand new video series. Ooh. Called Puzzle Heaven. Oh damn. P Z L H V N. 
also Pazuru Tengoku. It all it all works together. But I, I threw a teaser image up on Twitter. It got some decent response. So um, hopefully it's going to be pretty cool. We've got well, ten episodes first... planned. Oh, can the first one be Hatchers for the NES? It cannot. <laughs> Shot down. Sorry, sir. Damn. No. I miss the running guns. <laughs> when will the running guns come back? I love me some of them man-on-man shootings. I mean, like we've covered a few. I know you've covered. I miss them. Mm. Like, one of these days, we'll uh, get around to doing Blazing Chrome or like Shatta Shoja. Shatta Shoja. Shoja. Oh, man. Um, no, dude, you know it's been my fucking jam lately, and I'll talk about it um, next week, but Gunner's Heaven. Holy it's, shit. It's good, did, isn't it? It's really good. How did we not it's get it? fuck you stage know, four, though, really. You know what? It's really stage good, four is an and asshole. it's not Alien Soldier. That's what makes it even better. It's a win. So, <laughs> it's a win. Um, yeah. I mean, fuck at this point. Yeah, anyway, uh, now we're just getting off topic. That's uh, true. That's that's this a topic is, for next time. That's a topic for next time. This is Georgie Boy's axe and be better. Do better. Spend money wisely? Yeah. The, I mean as wisely as you can on video games. Yeah, and, and, and don't and don't spend your money you don't have. Like balance your checkbooks and check your banking account every once in a while. That's my that's my two cents. Just keep an eye on your checking account. I am in no position to comment on that. Yeah. Me either. Fuck you. No. <laughs> Well, this is the original Saren. I did spend seven hundred dollars on a single video game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, don't do I'm that. that don't do too. that. I'm in that club too. I can't talk shit. All right, good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>